if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, doing a quick NHL 2019-20 regular season recap because as it stands, it appears that the NHL is going to come back in late July, have the playoffs go on probably into October. Um, then you'd have your offseason and free agency in October, uh, your training camps, all that stuff in November possibly. And then whatever else in December, then start of the season in January or start of the season in December. I'm not sure, but keep in mind, I'm recording this on my phone. The audio is probably terrible. I'm too lazy to set up the mic, and I don't know when I'm ever going to set up the mic again. I'm just sitting here recording this with my phone, and I don't think the audio is bad enough to where I need to use my mic every time because I have to go set it up and all that stuff every single time because I can't just keep it in one place. But whatever, that's really besides the point at this point. Um, but we're going to talk about the season. Um, Discuss a couple of my predictions that I had going into the season. A couple of them. I did a uh, preseason show um, on the station. So I did make some rather big time preseason predictions. Um, So let's talk about the final standings in the NHL this year. Because they were interesting. I mean, you, you look at what went down in the standings. I got some things wrong. I really thought the San Jose Sharks would be good. I thought the Blue Jackets would be bad. I didn't think the Blues and Avalanche would be as good as they were. Um, I didn't think that Tampa Bay would be as not good as they were. I mean, Tampa Bay was really good, but I thought they were going to be even better than what they were uh, during the season. Um, I mean, some surprises in the East, I would say, in terms of good or bad. I think the Devils and Sabres being as bad as they were was a little bit surprising. Uh, Columbus being as good as they were was surprising. And then I would also say um, Carolina being as good as they were. A lot of people predicted Carolina to fall back because they were kind of like a fringe playoff team last year. They made a run to the Eastern Conference Final. And they're a good good club. You look at their forward group. I know they traded Halla and uh, Walmart to Florida for uh, Trocheck, So that's a big upgrade in the forward group, I think. Um, in terms of how Hall played there. Uh, Aho and Svechnikov were excellent on that top line. Two young stars is always good to have. Um, and you got veterans like Justin Williams came back midseason. You got uh, Nino Niederreiter. I mean, they have a lot of good forwards there. And their D is good, too. Like, Dougie Hamilton was having a great season before he got hurt. And Jacob Slavin's probably a top three defensive defenseman in the league. I look at him. I look at Pareko. I look at guys like that in terms of their defense. Um, so Carolina, very good this year, 38-25-5. They'll be a play-in team. I know they were one of the teams that rejected the proposal because they felt that they were good enough to where they shouldn't have to do a play-in best of five against the Rangers, a team that, you know, let's face it, the Rangers are going to be a very hard team to take out in a best of five with a team that looked as good as they did down the stretch. They had so much momentum before the season was Pretty much canceled at the end of the day. Um, shifting over to the West in terms of teams that were surprising. On the bottom, obviously, you got to say San Jose. 
San Jose was 29-36-5. They had the least amount of points in the Western Conference. They were horrendous. I honestly did think that the Pavelski letting him walk and giving Eric Carlson as much money as they did was a mistake. And it looks like that in year one. And another big problem for San Jose is their goaltending. I mean, Martin Jones is not that good, to be quite honest. And Aaron Dell is, you know, iffy. Whatever. He's not great. He's okay for a backup, but he's really not that good overall. You look at the teams that are at the top of the league, look at their goaltending tandems. Bennington and Allen in St. Louis. Fransuz and Grubauer were good enough in Colorado. The Jennings winners, Halak and Rask in Boston, tremendous. You look at Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky and McElhinney, that's good enough, right? Um, I would even look at a team like Dallas with Hudobin and Bishop. So, and I mean, the ultimate goalie duo that was made at the trade deadline is Leonard and Flurry in Vegas. Vegas is going to be so hard to beat. In the playoffs this year, I predicted Tampa and Vegas in the Cup final. That could still happen. I could see it happening because um, I just think both teams are so loaded with talent at forward, and they're also good defensively, and their goaltending is great. So, like with Vegas, you look at their forwards. Think of their top six and how good it is: Stastny, Carlson, Stone, Marcheseau, Smith, Tuck. That's six guys right there that are in their forward group. Not to mention the guys they have defensively with Nate Schmidt and McNabb and Theodore, and then they have Fleury and Leonard. I mean, that team is loaded, so Vegas is going to be a very hard team to beat. You look at the top four in the West, not that surprising, though. Like I said, I didn't think St. Louis and Colorado would be as dominant as they were, with St. Louis being eight points ahead of Vegas, who was third, and Colorado being six points ahead of Vegas, who was third. So uh, Dallas, the problem for Dallas is goal scoring. Their D is good. Klingberg, Lindell, Haskinen, that's a good D. But their forward group, the scoring. I mean, you'd think with Sagan, Pavelski, Ben, and Radulov, and hence, even though I know Radulov had a very down year and Pavelski wasn't that great either compared to how good he was in San Jose last year, their scoring's going to be a problem. And Bishop is great, but he's got to stay healthy. Um, fifth, Edmonton. I didn't have Edmonton making the playoffs. I actually probably would have taken Vancouver to make the playoffs over Edmonton. Uh, but Edmonton was great. Top five team in the uh, West. And the concern with them always is their is their depth at forward. Because after McDavid and Dreisaitl, and then Yamamoto had a breakout season, and Nugent Hopkins is still pretty good. After that, though, it gets very dicey. And their defense is pretty inexperienced and not great defensively. Overall, I mean, you look at their the guys that they have defensively that contributed offensively, like Ethan Bear and Mike Green at the deadline. Uh, Darnell Nurse is great on both ends or in all zones, I should say. Um, and, uh, I mean, Clefbaum's good, too. But their goaltending is iffy. You don't know what Koskinen's going to do. You don't know Mike Smith, what he's going to do. I'd say Koskinen's probably their starter. Uh, my other surprise, I would say, Chicago being good enough to be in the playoffs. I mean, they were, what, 24th or 23rd in the league? 32-38. That's a team that you got to be a little bit scared of, though, in the playoffs. You look at their experience, and they still have a good young core. Like if Dabrinkit can get some revenge for his down season. I think Kirby Doc was good when he played uh, there this year as a rookie. Um, I mean, Dominique, Dominic Kubalik, 30-goal scorer. Pretty damn good right there for a rookie. I know he's an overage rookie, but... Um, and then Duncan Keith, I think he's still good. But I just don't think they're strong enough overall to make a run. Now, could they beat Edmonton in the best of five? I don't know, because I feel like 
I know Kane is still there and Taves is still there and they're still good, but McDavid and Dreisaitl, I mean, good luck stopping them. And uh, Chicago defense is pretty weak as well, so we'll see. Um, scoring leader-wise, the top five scorers going into the season, I was thinking like McDavid, Ovechkin, McKinnon, Kucherov, and Kane would be my top five. They were all in the top ten, but the top five was Dreisaitl at 110. He's the Art Ross. Connor McDavid with 97 points and 60 games, 64 games. It's pretty damn good right there. David Pasternak had a great season, the uh, co-Richard winner. Artemi Panarin was absolutely phenomenal in New York with 95 points, and McKinnon had 93. Um, so a couple other players that had a lot of points that might surprise you a little bit in terms of how many games were played. Mika Zibanejad had a great season for the Rangers with 75. Jonathan Huberto was the leading scorer in Florida over Barkov at 78. Kyle Connor at 73 in Winnipeg. JT Miller had a great season in Vancouver with 72. Uh, Pacioretty was 66 for Vegas. And 65 on the back end for Roman Yossi. So pretty good year for him. Uh, Goaltending-wise, you look at wins. You have Vasilevsky with uh, with 35. You have Hellebuck with 31. Bennington with 30. Save percentage, Hudobin had a great year as the backup with a 9.30. Tuka Rask had a phenomenal season with a 9.29. Darcy Kemper was great until he got hurt. Uh, I would say Rask might win the Vesna, but I wouldn't pick him. I'm going to go over who I would pick here in a minute. But um, just because he had a great backup with Halak, and he didn't win as many games as you might want in a Vesna winner with 25. It wasn't a full season, obviously, but, I mean... There's other guys to look at for Vesna, in my opinion. That's just what I think. All right. So let's take a look at the uh, award winners that we already know. The Art Ross scoring title with 110 points will go to Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers. A great season for him, and his contract is an absolute steal. What is it, 9 mil? It's a steal. The Jennings for fewest goals against will go to the duo in Boston of Tuka Rask and Yaro Halak. The President's Trophy will go to the Boston Bruins, 44, 14, and 12 with 100 points. And the Rocket Richard will co-go to Alex Ovechkin, his ninth. Ovechkin has won nine Rocket Richards, and then David Pasternak, his first. Both of them have 48 goals. My predictions for the remaining winners, I think the Hart Trophy for basically the MVP Will be Dreisaitl. Now, you could say McDavid. He has McDavid, blah, blah, blah. Dreisaitl plays on his own line. And they played, what is it, six or seven games without McDavid this year? I got to give it to him. Now, Calder's a tough one. I picked, in the season, I picked Kako to win it. I think a lot of people picked Capo Kako to win it, right? But I didn't. I picked, uh, or I did. What What did I just say? I did pick Kako. I'm going to go with Quinn Hughes, though. I think Quinn Hughes had a good enough season to where you can sit there and give him the Calder over Kale McCarr. Now it's tough because they both had great seasons, but I can't look away from the fact that Quinn Hughes had eight goals, 45 assists, 53 points in 68 games. You look at how good of a season he had, I just got to give it to him. Uh, if you look at McCarr, as I try to pull up McCarr's numbers here on the interstate, uh, 50. That's another award for internet, by the way, if that went over your head. 12 goals. He had more goals, 50 points. He's a plus 12. I mean, Makar, you can make a good case for both. I'm just going to go with Quinn Hughes. Uh, Vesna, I'm going to go with Hellebuck because he had 31 wins. 
He was basically the only goalie there. I know Brossois was there as their backup. But I just got to go with Hellebuck. 31 wins, a 9.22 save percentage, a 2.57 goals against, even though goals against is an overrated trash stat, in my opinion, of course. But I'm going to go with Hellebuck slightly over Rask. The Lindsay, most outstanding player, I got to go Connor McDavid. I know a lot of people are going to say Dreisaitl, and it probably will go to Dreisaitl. He had 110 points in 71 games. But McDavid had 97 and 64, 34 goals, 63 helpers. I mean, thanks for coming, folks. That was dominant season for McDavid to do it in eight less games have 13 less points. I mean, I know it's close and pretty even in that regard, but uh, the Norris, I'm going to go John Carlson because I'm positive he's going to win it. I would also look at Alex Petrangelo and Roman Yossi for it um, because they had fantastic seasons, but John Carlson was 75 points over a point per game as a defenseman, 75 points in 69 games, 15 goals. Another guy who produced well was Zach Rowinski with 20 goals, but he didn't play enough games. But, I mean, Yossi had 65 points. I think Petrangelo had 50-something. Uh, Yossi had 16 goals on the back end. Um, a pretty phenomenal season for Roman Yossi. Uh, and also a pretty phenomenal season for Warinsky, like I said. I mean, 20 goals and 21 helpers. I think second in goals for uh, for defenseman was Petrangelo. He had 52 points and uh, 16 goals tied with Yossi there. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Carlson because I'm pretty sure he's going to win it. Uh, Selkie, I'm going to go with Sean Couturier. Couturier's long been overrated, as or underrated, sorry, as a two-way forward. He's been tremendous. I mean, the only guys, when I think of two-way forwards, I think of Ryan O'Reilly, Patrice Bergeron, Mark Stone, and Sean Couturier. A lot of people don't even bring up Couturier. He's phenomenal on both ends. The Philadelphia Flyers have such a strong, dynamic forward group. It reminds me of the Blues, to be quite honest. I mean, such a strong forward group in Philadelphia. Giroux, Voracek, Hayes, Couturier, Konechny. They have guys. Van Riemsdyk, they have guys. They have guys. Philadelphia and St. Louis would be an absolute amazing Stanley Cup final. Maybe I'll pick that. We'll see. But... Yeah, I'm going to go with Couture for the Selkie. Uh, close seconds, you know, O'Reilly and Bergeron and Stone. Obviously, the guys there that you could look at as close seconds. All right, so almost done here. Let's project the playoffs. I'm just going to run through this real quick. I did a simulation piece in the Hockey Writers predicting who would win the Stanley Cup uh, with the NHL 20 simulation. Make sure to check that one out at thehockeywriters.com. You can find that there. Um, so play-in round winners and best of five. We've been going Toronto over Columbus. Pittsburgh over Montreal, Florida over New York Islanders, New York Rangers over Carolina. So Toronto, Pittsburgh, Florida, and the New York Rangers, the winners for me there. Uh, in the West, the playing round, I'm going with Calgary, or Winnipeg over Calgary, excuse me, Edmonton over Chicago, Vancouver over Minnesota, and Nashville over Arizona. So I'm going to say the one through four will just be... Um, as it is, because it's going to be planned, so we can't really predict, and I don't feel like reseeding and all that trash. So we'll say Boston versus Toronto, give me Boston. We'll say Tampa versus Pittsburgh, give me Tampa. Or sorry, excuse me, Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh, give me Pittsburgh. Or Philadelphia, sorry, jeez, wow. <clears throat> I didn't even write this down, so I'm just going off the top of my head. Florida and Tampa, give me Tampa. And then the Rangers and Capitals, give me the... Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Capitals. So Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philadelphia. So the top four seeds remain the same there. All right, in the West, give me St. Louis over Winnipeg. 
Give me Colorado, or sorry, give me uh, Edmonton over Dallas. Give me Colorado over Vancouver, and give me Vegas over uh, Nashville. All right. So now I have Boston versus Philly. Give me Philly. I'm taking Philadelphia to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Give me Tampa over Washington to get there. So Tampa and Philly in the East. Over in the West, let's go with St. Louis over Edmonton and Vegas over Colorado. So yeah, uh, Vegas and St. Louis. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to my original. Tampa Bay in the East, Vegas in the West. So Tampa and Vegas in the Cup final. Give me the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. I'm going to stick to my original regular season prediction. I did change up the playoff winners a little bit, but Vegas makes their second Stanley Cup in three years, and they lose. What a start, though, for them as an expansion team. We'll see Seattle in a couple of years. Tampa Bay wins it. I'll see you next time on ECSW Podcast Network. Till then, stay safe. Everybody have a good one, and I'll see you then.